You're listening to My Holistic Life, the happiness over everything podcast with your hosts, Den Shay Lee and Natasha McCray. Join the holistic nation and learn the secrets that will take you from fear of judgment and living down to other people's expectations to being free to live life on your own damn terms. By listening to this podcast, you can expect to experience radical self-love, orgasms for lunch, spontaneous trips and vacay, first-class everything, and upgrade your career, friends, and love. Increase self-confidence, elevated mood, and overflowing opportunities. Your friends will praise you. You will be blessed. And your hosts, Natasha McRae is a life coach and filmmaker. Pleasure is her mission. She believes every food experience should be a party in your mouth and that life should feel good. Natasha loves Korean dramas and kayaking. Den Shay Lee is a product development guru and self-care advocate. She loves to travel internationally and never turns down an invitation to enjoy nature. Den Shay believes life should be full of fun and orgasms. My Holistic Life can be found on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms where quality podcasts are found. Now get ready. It's time to put happiness over everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. We got this. To drink or not to drink? That is the question. (laughs) Bottoms up, bottoms up. <laughs> y'all Ooh, i am such a lush me too and we got to talk about this we got to talk about this but you know i touched on this a when lot when did you first drink oh my god my first my first lord i'm about to mom and dad hope you ain't listening so the first time i drank i was 15 no before that i think i was about 12 well the first time i tasted alcohol I was about 12 and we went into my friend's parents' cabinet and I think it was Tangeray and we took the Tangeray and put it in the the cap. Like we're like, ooh, hee hee, sneaking, you know, and we put it in the cap. I don't even know if I was 12. I might've been like 11. We put it in the cap (laughs) and we took a sip and I literally misted, sprayed, spit it out over everything. Gross. It was so gross. It was so gross. It was so gross. Yeah. I wonder when that changes for us, that it goes from being gross to being like, oh, we do get used to it. Man, I don't know. I was probably, I can't really remember how old I was. Maybe I was around the same age. And I'll never forget, I was a Chuck E. Cheese and mom told me to like go get her boyfriend's cup or whatever. Mm-hmm. I get his cup and then I, <laughs> I sip the cup and it was beer and I was spitting everywhere. It was just so disgusting. <laughs> So that was probably the first time I tasted alcohol. Yeah. I didn't really get into drinking until much later in life, like yeah. well into my late 20s. For me, it was probably because I had my first child really young. Mm-hmm. I was 20 and then like a week and a half later, I turned 21. Oh, yeah. So I remember telling my aunt, like, instead of throwing me my 21st birthday party, that's a luau, could you throw me a baby shower? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, I got into having a cocktail and things like that really late. Maybe I was like 27, 28. Yeah, my first time 
like actually drinking alcohol, not just tasting it, I was 15. And Mm -hmm. Someone had some brown liquor. That's all I know it was. Brown liquor. I don't know. It might have been some Hennessy and Coca-Cola. Yeah. And we drank that and I was lit. I was busted. It was not cool. And I do not advocate for children to drink. Let's just say. But I'm just telling you what happened. And so after that, I don't think I was really interested in drinking. Like my friends would have Cisco at football games and a sippy cup. And I was just like not interested. It was nasty. And... Mm -hmm. I think when I was about 24 or five was when it was, oh, the cocktails had a party. Right. But I never kept alcohol in my house at all. Like it just was not Mm -hmm. non-existent until I believe I started keeping alcohol in my house when I was about almost 40. Jordan went away to college and I turned into the bachelorette lady. Like I had pizza boxes in the fridge every now and then I'd throw down and cook. But then I had like beer cans, like Jordan came mm-hmm. home from school the first time. It was a pizza box and some Guinness beer cans. <laughs> Jordan was like, what the heck is going on? From the mom who would cook every night a meal and we sat down and ate. It turned into that. Wow. So, you know, first it was Guinness. Then it turned into, oh, my jam during that time was Hennessy, I mean, not Hennessy, Jack Daniels honey mm. with some, what's it called it? Ginger ale. That was my go-to drink. So yeah, it started in my 40s. Wow. 38 is when around the time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when I started to really have alcohol in the house. I guess I was more of a social drinker. Mm-hmm. I mostly drank when I went out and I didn't really get into having alcohol in the house until... Maybe my mid thirties, like 33, 34, five ish. And it was wine. It was primarily just wine. Yeah. And that was just it. It was like, I have to have a glass of wine. Yeah. I shifted to wine at 42. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shifted to wine at 42. So why did you drink? Why did I drink? It's a good question. I used to think that I drank to relax. Mm. You know what? Maybe I did start drinking at home sooner than my 30s because maybe I was like 29-ish and my mom was really, really sick. My mom was hospitalized for like a year and a half. And I remember having a guy friend that I used to go out with, like to party. Like we used to go out, hang out and party. And then when my mom was sick and I was in school full time and I had two small kids and I was like her primary caretaker, it was really, really stressful. And... I remember it wasn't that I was drinking at home. It was that when we did find the time to go out, I drank to the point of like being blacked out. Mm. And he had mentioned to me, like he was concerned and he was like, do you think you could stop drinking? I was like, of course I could stop drinking. And I kind of like stopped drinking. So then in like my thirties, I kind of picked up drinking wine And I think at the time it was to relax. Mm -hmm. It was more like a, I thought this is what sophisticated people did to unwind. Yeah. So it's like, here I am, like done with the long day of work, done with dealing with, you know, being a single parent and I'm going to have a glass of wine or two or three Mm -hmm. or a bottle. Yeah. (laughs) I get that. I think for me, I'm kind of the same. And that was a lot of stress. You know, that's most, I think Mm -hmm. most people, at least the women that I know and talk to, they are drinking to help with the stress, yeah. you know, and 
it does help with stress, but there does come a time when you have to ask the question, is this doing more harm than good? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there was research done. There's a book called Blue Zone and they talk about people in certain areas that live the longest. And there is an area where people are drinking wine every day where they live the longest, but they not, you know, Mm -hmm. they ain't putting back a bottle. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or the three glasses that I've had or the two, you know, two large pours, half the bottle Mm -hmm. of the glass. I mean, half (laughs) the bottle of the wine. (laughs) The words are coming out so strange for me lately. (laughs) so it's something to really think about I feel like for me it was to relax it was might have been out of not boredom but the thought of oh I can do this because I was really not strict but a little more square for a lack of better description when Jordan was home it's like oh I didn't want Jordan seeing me doing any of this or I don't want to do that Mm -hmm. and so there was a little more conservative is the word I'm looking for conservative (laughs) conservative (laughs) so when Jordan left I had Jordan at 19 I didn't have that living by yourself getting to know yourself partying with friends I never had that experience so I feel like early on it was because I can (laughs) yeah that makes sense though it does make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. just more of a because I can and then it becomes a habit like it's what I do Mm -hmm. and then I think there's even a point for a lot of people that what you drink over time, your tolerance is higher. So then it takes you a little bit more. That's how you go from like, I'll have a glass to like, I actually drank half the bottle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really quickly, your body will build up the tolerance for it. So it doesn't really get you to where you were trying to get to emotionally or physically or mentally Mm -hmm. like it used to. And then you need more of it. There were times too when I would drink a little bit more, meaning frequency, when I was burnt out working like cray cray. And Mm -hmm. what it would do is I would go to my day job and then I would work on building my business till the wee hours of the morning. And I would have some wine because it allowed me to focus. It allowed me to have a little bit more of like intentional focus. So, you know, that was another reason. And we have all of these reasons. But then the question is, when is it too much? And I think if you're thinking about it, that means it's too much. Yeah, Yeah. that means it's too much. And I went, you know, I've talked with my therapist, be like, hey, I'm going to skip these days. And it's only because that's too much for me. Everybody's tolerance is different. Everybody's age is different. Inner age that we talked about, you know, before. Your liver. Yeah. You can get stressed on your liver. You get stress (laughs) on your liver. Then it gets to the point Mm -hmm. where it's doing the opposite. It has the opposite effect. And we have to make those decisions for ourselves. Like, I know for me, one of the things that triggered for me was like, I want to get up early to work mm-hmm. out. And in order to get up early to work out, it was like, well, I don't feel great in the morning to just hop out the bed and yeah. work out if I've had a glass or two of mm-hmm. wine the night before. Yeah. So it was really more about like, if I want to do this, then I need to cut back on that. Yeah. And that's how I knew it was too much. We're having the same experiences because when I started doing my 5 a.m. club again, like I get up at 5 a.m. and I'm doing personal development, self-care and grounding myself for the day, I started drinking less mm-hmm. because I don't want to deal with that feeling. Yeah. 
you know how we would try to justify it or we try to find other things like some people will say, oh, I drink and I get headaches. And then they sh- let me put these drops in there. <laughs> Not let me stop drinking. <laughs> let me put these drops in there. Let me swirl this thing in here. Let me pour the wine through this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I'll pour it through the thing that takes all the stuff out, but I won't stop drinking. I'm not going to stop drinking. Yeah. It's so interesting because... We talk about this or not. We're talking about it on this show, but I don't hear a lot of people talk about it. Sit around and talk about it from this perspective. It's like, you want to go get mimosas? Want to go have a cocktail? It's not... Bottomless? Yeah, bottomless. (laughs) Let's talk about the bottomless. But we're not talking about, oh my goodness, in the wee hours of the night or when I wake up to go to the restroom in the middle of the night and I have that kind of a little bit of a headache and you're saying, oh no, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to drink like that again. And then you go Mm -hmm. the next day and do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we let you know that you are not alone. There are outlets that you can connect to. Yeah. There are organizations that you can connect to. There are people who are doing the dry challenges. There are Mm -hmm. AA. Let's talk about it because, you know, some people don't want to, they're like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm not that bad to go to AA. I don't know what is that bad i would say if you get out of character i know a lot of people who drink well yeah i don't get out of character i I go you get out of character it's bad (laughs) yeah right i go to sleep but what if if you become angry if you get into fights if you're driving and like if it's affecting your day-to-day but there's some people who are functional alcoholics i've met a woman before she would go to aa and she wasn't belligerent she wasn't getting in the fights She was living her job. Mm -hmm. She was working, going to work, being on time, doing her job efficiently Mm -hmm. and going home at night and kinking back a bottle every night. Yeah. And to where she was, you know, passing out on the couch. Mm -hmm. So that's a question. Y'all need to Google it. We are not therapists. (laughs) No, we ain't your therapists. But we do want to have these conversations. We do want you to know that you're not alone in that. No. And I mean, the other part of it is just that it's okay for it to ebb and flow. Like, I really want to get away from the stigma that like, if you do have a celebration or you do go Mm -hmm. out for dinner or you do go to brunch and somebody orders sparkling water or they ask for a virgin cocktail, we don't look and be like, what's wrong with you? Leave them the frick alone. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Girls, you pregnant? Girls, you- I hate that because I've been on that end. I've been on that end where I'm like, oh, I'm just not drinking for a couple of weeks. And people are like, what's wrong? Or they try to want you to have it. Or they say, I've had people get belligerent with me. And I'm like, why are you bothering me? Like, it makes you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that I'm not drinking. Yeah, it does. It makes people uncomfortable that you're not drinking. What the heck? I'm not talking mess about the third cocktail you just ordered. Leave me the hell alone. Okay, so what have been some of the things that you found that you don't like about like, I don't even want to call, they're not benefits. What would you call that? What are the things that have happened from drinking that you didn't like? That I don't like? Yeah. I mean, there's tons of things that I love. Me too. I do too. <laughs> I love the experience. I love to be able to taste the soil of Sardinia, it, Italy. And <laughs> I think the thing that I don't like is the way that I feel like I get really too relaxed mm-hmm. I guess it's a good word I get a little too relaxed especially if I drink and I'm already exhausted or I'm sleepy is I'm just done yeah. like I'll miss your whole party I will go sleep all my friends can chime in all my family know uh, 
you had me more than two cocktails. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I missed the whole thing. You're like, that's it. And I think it's just more like some of the effects that it has on like my body. Mm-hmm. For me, it just seems like I feel a lot heavier or like maybe I'm retaining water or fluid when I drink too much. Yeah. I'm yeah. so vain, girl, because I don't like the way my skin looks when I drink. <laughs> I can, but that's good yeah. because like you get dehydrated yeah, with alcohol. You get dehydrated in the next yeah. morning. I can tell, like I'm in the mirror. I'm thinking, oh my mm. gosh, your skin dehydrates. The lines look deeper. You know, your eyes are a little puffier. And yeah. that's something that I'm just like, I want no part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any part of that drinking. Yeah, that's fair enough. It used to be a drug texture. <laughs> oh, you did? You would drunk text? Oh. Yeah. I used to like drunk text. Would you ever drunk call? I just, I can't. I can't even. That was before. I was not a drunk caller. I was always a drunk texter. And you'd wake up in the morning with drunk texter remorse? Yeah. What craziest things you've done drunk texting or said drunk texting? I can't even say. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that I quite remember. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I was drunk. What are you talking about? <laughs> but you remember in the morning, like your friends tell the story. Do you have one of those stories like, oh, remember this? Yeah, I do. I have one of my feathers. She, when we did have party days, like we'll party a lot and drink a lot. She took a lot of photos <gasps> and a lot of videos. I think that I'm so, the I'm one so that will probably be friends forever <laughs> uh, is in like Mexico. It's in the vault. Oh, she's in Mexico. Oh, when you were in Mexico. Yeah, we were all in Mexico. Oh, so we'll be friends forever yeah. from the videos that she took in Mexico. It's in the vault. <laughs> Man, it's in the vault. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. You got took. She got the footage. You got took. She got the footage. <laughs> Can you imagine the celebrities? I mean, I know you can because we see this all the time, but it's like they're on blast. Like we get to sweep stuff like, oh, well, that was my past. It's, you know. Yeah. But celebrities, people are going, like, going in to find some duff on you. I know. How unfair. We're all human. Yeah, we all are human. <laughs> we all are. You know, I don't think I've ever drunk text. Have I drunk called? I was always kind of the designated driver, except one time. Really? Yeah, I was always the designated driver because I would have one. I was a one cocktail wonder, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. I just was like, and I will tell you why. It's not that I'm a saint. It's that I'm a control freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't like losing control. Mm-hmm. How you feel. No. And, and let me admit. Or what you're doing. Because sometimes you're. Yes, you, you know. your inhibitions are gone. But I do love the gone inhibition situation sometimes. I like that feeling. I'm not even going to lie. It's fun and wild. It's fun. And I'm, it can be a lot yeah, of Yeah, and I'm a wild woman. But I just, I don't think I have any drunk text moments. I wonder if there's some people that feel like they can't have fun if they don't drink. <gasps> yes, there are. Hmm. I want to know that, folks. Do you feel you can't have fun if you don't drink? Yeah. That's, like, yeah. Not as fun. I think I've always had like a silly disposition when I'm out and I feel like it was because I was really uncomfortable being out. And so I just became hmm. silly and I'm more bubbly hmm. and out there and you know, I love being around people in that sense when I get out there, but getting there, that's a whole nother story, y'all. You're going to have to be like, call me, get me organized. I'm going to have to know in advance. <laughs> but I was, I don't know. 
I have another random thought. Okay, what's your? I'm loving these <laughs> random thoughts. Bring it. Bring the random thought. A few years ago, when I was maybe I was doing date like a boss, mm-hmm. so I was going out frequently, and there was this one person I was going out with, and I remember talking to one of my aunts. I believe it was one of my aunts I was talking to, and. She was like, what are you doing? I was like, you know, I'm getting ready to go on a date. And then she heard me open a bottle. Like you hear the yeah. champagne go. Boop. And she was like, oh, somebody coming over? And I was like, no, I'm going out. So she's like, you having a drink before you go? I was like, yeah, I have to like have a few drinks before I go out. <laughs> You're like, I need to call. Oh, dang, with that person. <laughs> and then she was like, well, go on and have fun. But call me tomorrow because I don't know if you should be dating somebody. You got to get yes. a little drunk or tipsy yes, before you go out with. honey. If you got to drink, let, this is a sign. Ladies, if you are listening <laughs> and fellas, if you got to kick some back before you get in their presence, you need to kick them to the curb. Kick them to the curb. <laughs> kick them to the curb. Quick. You got to kick them back before meeting up with them. I just don't like it. Yeah, that's funny. You're like, I had to prepare myself. Yeah. Even the look on and your face. Not... The look on your face is like, uh, you should see your nose turned up like, mm. that's not the right type of preparation. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it is not the right type of preparation. Yeah, I've been around friends who've blacked out, but I never have. And it was that whole control freak situation, you know? Yeah, I've definitely blacked out. I think God gave me a governor. I get sick before I get drunk. My head gets a little spinny. I get queasy. I might throw up on you. Well, no, I don't throw up on people, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've actually not think. I just have never thrown up on a person except maybe when I was a baby. I don't know. But I just, I have never blacked out because God gave me a governor. And I think God gave me a governor. God did two things that saved my life. One, he made me 5'4". <laughs> and two. I forget you're only 5'4". Yes. And two, he gave me a drinking governor. You know, I'm saying governor. Mm-hmm. Y'all youngins who don't know what a governor yeah. is, is when you, the, the car back in the day, they put a governor in the car so that you couldn't drive higher than a certain speed limit. That's what I consider me getting queasy over cocktails. That's what I consider my governor. Mm-hmm. Because, oh my goodness, if I was, I think I've told you this before. If I was taller, shit, I would have been some model up in the south of France at every party. I would have been a wild one. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay, so what have you done? Because I have said, hey, I'm not going to drink and I'll go on a detox and I go detox for a while and then I'm back to drinking. But however, I'm not drinking a lot. When I come back after a detox, it's like maybe, you know, four ounces or six ounces of just like a regular mm-hmm. glass of wine. But what have you done to limit at different stages. Yeah, at different stages. And I don't know if limit is the word. Mm-hmm. It might just be changing the lifestyle and your relationship around alcohol. I would say I've done the same things. Like I've definitely have had like going on a detox and then it's just not wise for you yeah. to consume alcohol you're while the you're on a detox. I mean, when you're eating the herbs, <laughs> no. But then it's like, you know, once that is over, it wasn't really like I'm not drinking. Mm-hmm. I would start drinking again but like you said my tolerance would be lower so I didn't drink as much but things that I have kind of tried and I guess things I've tried lately well let's go back so I was drinking primarily to cope with Mm -hmm. stress even if I say to relax it's relax from what relax from my stressful ass job (laughs) relax from my stressful ass Mm -hmm. life (laughs) I don't really feel as stressed because things are in more perspective And 
but I still do have a lot of stressors. Mm-hmm. That's a difference. Burnout. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of stressors, but I'm not 100% like burnt out, stressed out. But I was really burnt out. And I went to a retreat. And in the retreat, it was like meditation several times a day. And the first day, it was just like, oh, my God, the chatter, the noise. Oh, my God. And I was like, I'm not doing this right. But of course, they, you know, are telling you, don't say that to yourself. Like, you know. So by day three, I had a moment that I was having meditation and it was silent. And it was just so silent that it was just like, I feel bliss. Like my body was warm. I could see yellow. Like it was just like, I think I tapped Mm -hmm. in. I think I (laughs) learned how to meditate. (laughs) But then for me, it was really that like, okay, and my meditation practice is not where it can be. It's not as consistent as I would like for it to be. But one of the things that I notice is like, if I can achieve that, I don't necessarily need wine or a cocktail to get there. But I do like the treat Mm -hmm. at the end of the Mm -hmm. night. So I've been trying other things. Like I try tea. I like to get pretty fancy with some of my tea. I definitely dabble in some of the wine alternatives. Mm -hmm. That's been my latest thing. Yeah, I've had a couple of those. Mm -hmm. I pour them in wine glasses. I drink almost everything out of a wine glass. Sparkling water. If I'm at home. Water, juice, smoothie, my tea, juice, anything. I'm the same way. <laughs> I just had some tea right now yeah. and it was in a wine glass. <laughs> I don't know what that's yeah. about, but uh, <laughs> if that's part of my I attachment feel like to it's wine. It's the experience. But... It's the experience around it. It's not simply yeah. the act of consuming alcohol. It's back to what you said, right. the ritual of it. Right. It's yeah. the ritual. It's mm-hmm. the ritual of I'm transitioning from the grind to okay now I've made dinner and now I'm ready to have some dinner and now I'm ready to mm-hmm. chill out so definitely sparkling waters like a little bit of everything yeah yeah I have as well I have had a CBD honey that I've had which oh. I've put in tea as well I know we're talking about going from one thing to another however it was the CBD honey and it's just like I'm doing something I mean it's nominal it's like a fourth of a teaspoon or something like that but that also has calming effect. It's really important for me to do pattern interrupts when I'm shifting a habit because half of it isn't more than half for me is more of back to the ritual effect or it being a habit. And Mm -hmm. when it is that habit, I have to do a pattern interrupt where at that time on that day, when I'm going to go get this, I need to implement something else. And that usually is what helps me. That's usually what I tell my clients too, is like, how can we substitute versus just cold turkey on the alcohol? It's like, no, okay, what can we do to substitute that? And when it's been where I've been really wanting to make a shift or a change, it doesn't matter. I can be like, guess what? I'm going to sleep because I don't want to you know, have any alcohol or I'm pouring that tea or I'm taking a bath or I'm going to go for a drive. Mm -hmm like whatever it is to do something other than that thing at the exact same time that you would do it any other day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's helped me. So I hope that (laughs) y'all have rolled with us on this conversation because this, if people want to know our lives, don't they need to come to listen to our podcast, right? Because we be telling it. We do. We tell oh, it. Lord, y'all be getting all the scoop. I'm gonna have to make sure I tell mm-hmm. you know the the Love CEO community. If y'all 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 want to know about me, go on and listen to my holistic life. 
So we just pray that you are rolling with us on this. We want you to know that you're not alone. We're going to be posting some information in the show notes because there are resources out there. If you are really needing to make a shift and some change and you need that assistance, some people do it mm-hmm. on their own, but we don't even do it on our own all of the time. So just know that mm-hmm. it's okay to get It's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for you to be a part of our tribe and for us to walk along with you in this journey. That's what we want to do for you. (laughs) All right, y'all. We'll see you on the flip side. This week's holisticism is I replace habits that aren't serving me with rituals that satisfy my desire for peace. I like the way that sounds. (laughs) All right. Our audience question. Make sure you go to our IG and answer this question. We want to hear from you. What are some rituals you use to replace alcohol? Yes, we told you some of ours. So we want to know some of yours. I need some new ideas. Yes, definitely. All right, you guys go out and have an amazing week. Bye. Hey, woo, hey, Natasha McRae here. I want to personally invite you to join the whole nation where the conversation continues. Go to myholisticlife.com where you can take the How Ho Fabulous Are You quiz, share your thoughts and ask questions and join in on the fun with our polls and challenges. Be a part of a community ready to enjoy a life of happiness, satisfaction and serenity. Join us at myholisticlife.com.